right, you're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. I'm Janine. This is Get the Funk Out. And I was just chatting with my next guest, Rachel Reinstra. She's an actress, comedian, host of the Emmy-nominated ABC TV show, The Wildlife Docs. And wow, you are really in for a treat because this woman knows funks. I mean, we all have our funks, but she's got some great advice coming up. Hi, Rachel. Hello. How are you? I'm good. You? Good. I, it was very interesting. Um, we'll get into all the different funks and advice you have to share with the listeners, but uh, tell me a little bit about acting and and how things were going and what led to what you're doing now. Um, well, I think I've always, I grew up in Michigan in a small town, and I think there wasn't a lot to do there. Um, mm-hmm. and so when the video camera was invented back, <laughs> <laughs> back in the day, I would walk around town with this huge video camera. They were big back then, I on know, my yeah. shoulder, and I would just walk around town and interview people randomly about why they were buying gasoline. I mean, stupid things. Yeah, oh, funny. And <laughs> instead of writing papers for school, because mm-hmm. I wasn't that that great of an academic, yeah, I, I mean, to see, there, there you go. Mm-hmm. I just, I just was more interested in relaying information by entertaining and inspiring people. So no, that's I, great. Yeah, so I wrote, instead of writing papers, I would make little segments and edit them and bring them into class. And somehow that's how I got through school. And I realized I had no idea you could end up turning that into a career. None oh, whatsoever. I'm sure. I'm sure, because you're like, wait, what am I doing with my time? And why is this, you know, why is this an interest of mine? Well, you know, I mean, everybody else around me, my, you know, my, I come from my parents of, my grandparents were missionaries. You know, my mom's a minister, my dad's a doctor. Mm-hmm. Everyone's either a professor or a teacher or a nurse. And they, they, had, they had no idea what advice to give me because I was just an enigma. They're like, yeah. what do we do with this? Right. This girl <laughs> wants to entertain and she loves humor, and, but we can't help her. We can't tell her what to do. We can just send her to the same schools we went to, you know. Right, right. Where do you think that comes from, that interest in comedy and entertainment? Well, my dad, he's, he's a surgeon. He's very funny. Oh. And he and, uh, has a great sense of humor. My whole family is like when people would have dinner at our house, it would, they would compare it to a Saturday Night Live episode. We just I love, it. love to laugh. And my, um, and my mom is a speaker, and, I, and so I think it's the combination. And she plays in, uh, you know, so many instruments and my brother does too. There's a very creative spark in our family. So yes. I think growing up around that and at dinner table, if you didn't have something smart to say, it better be funny. <laughs> you either had to be funny or smart. And since I didn't, you know, I didn't really retain uh, knowledge I would read from books, I, I had to work with what I had mm-hmm. <laughs> to make people laugh. So it was a survival skill, like most comedians, you know? Yes, yes. You know, well, and plus with uh, comedy, and I see you're also involved in voiceover. I, you know, you find uh, the funny in everyday life. Oh, absolutely! I mean, you I was to. I was in IKEA the other day with my daughter because she thought she wanted to get something, and and I said, you know, that thing on the mirror, the side view mirror, objects appear closer than they really are. Yeah, right. Okay, yeah. so we get there, and the dresser is so small. She's like, "Well, wait a minute." I said, "That's it. That's what it was in the catalog." She says, "I thought it was so big." You know, I mean. And then oh, you walk. Yeah. No, I know, I know. Yes. Yeah. When you walk out of there with something you didn't even need, like a pair of bookends shaped like a giraffe. I mean. Oh, oh, oh! Completely. I mean, I, I mean, you do that. I do that at every store. Yes. I was to the liquor store across the street to get some butter, 
And I left with <laughs> a broom. <laughs> I left with, you know, like 16 other things. And exactly. then I went back home and I went, I didn't get the butter. Exactly. <laughs> Did you say you went to get butter at a liquor store? Well, it's, really, it's, really, it's a liquor mart across oh, the street. I, it's, the, okay. it's the only local place I can walk to to actually get food. And it has other things than liquor. Okay. But but that's usually the last thing I get. I get everything else. And I thought forget maybe, what I really meant. I thought know. maybe butter was code for a new kind of booze or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's a holiday drink. Right. <laughs> it's called butter them up. Right, exactly. <laughs> butter them up. Yes. So tell me, you were on the show, uh, Na- The Naked Truth, but I love the story that happened afterwards. Um, uh, well, I mean, this, I, I was, that was, I think that was one of my first breaks being on TV mm-hmm. in, in general when I moved out here. I did stand up at the improv, and one of the writers, a lot of the writers would hang out at the bar afterwards, and he said, uh, oh, God, you were so funny. I'd love to put you on my show, but you look too much like the main star. And mm-hmm. I said, well, you know, you're a writer. There's something there. Yes. Right? I'm her long lost twit. You can make it up. Right you're the writer. There. You know? Yeah. Kind of giving him, giving him a little bit of clap. Okay. And he, um, I, you know, he was joking with me, but about a month later, I get a call from my agent saying, your guests are on The Naked Truth. Is there anything you want to tell me? And I said, I guess I, I want to tell you, you, you should go to bars and talk to writers. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, and it was a great episode. I played the younger version of her. Oh, I, love I mean, it. I I played. I married her ex on the show, so he was basically just marrying a younger version of her. So I see. great storyline. Yeah, it, it, it's cool though because it's, it's you know it's about manifestation and the power of the word and what you can create by a thought and idea and turning that into reality, which is basically what I did with my career. Mm-hmm. And tell me about your career at this point because now you're on this really cool show. Yeah, I think, I think people can relate to animals. I mean, it's a, it's a show about, there's over 12,000 animals at Bush Gardens in Florida, and mm-hmm. it's about the animal caretakers and all those animals there. And you, you, know, you might see these big, crazy exotic animals, but do you ever think who takes care of them? You know, they, they need people right. hands-on yes. taking care of them, and, and you get to learn about them on the show as well. So it's an I'm really, really excited to be part of a show that's educational and in, in, informational, which is, um, with all the TV shows out there, it's, it's something that I, I wear with pride because, you know, you, you're bringing something right. of value, I feel. Yes, it's not just fluff. No, right. And I, and I, love, I love animals. I've always been obsessed with and bringing home strays since I was a little girl. I mean, I just... And the fact that I could combine my career with hosting and animals is yeah. a dream come true for me. What? Uh, so the show is shot in Florida. So you're there. It's shot at yep. It's shot at Bush Gardens, but mm-hmm. now we're going into the field. Where you know we shot one in Michigan. Believe it or not, I leave Michigan and then I end up going back there to oh, film funny. a show. Um, because it was um, about an animal called the pine martin, which is almost extinct. What is that? And they. Um, through the research and development, we're funding a, a project that we're trying to bring the animal back to that location. Mm-hmm. So it was cool because we got to go into the field. So it's not just about the work that's done on the animals at Bush Gardens, but they they fund a lot of um, a lot a lot of projects around the world. Actually, our team is in Uganda right now and oh, doing great. research on um, giraffes and the disease that they have right now and trying to trying to help save them. 
You know what really bugs me is um, if I'm on Facebook and I see a picture of some idiot um, holding like uh, the, I don't know, the foot of a dead giraffe or something. And I'm like, really? That was your big goal in life to kill an animal? Yeah, yeah, that does more than bug me. That that pretty Ugh. much sends me into a frenzy. Uh. I, I, what I'm really excited about though is is the 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 attention that Cecil the Lion got, and I and they had yes. me interviewed on on the Insider and Entertainment Tonight, and we got to bring to light what has been going on for centuries, and I think that it, it things have been shifting and changing. There's no longer elephants in the Barnum and Bailey Circus. I mm-hmm. think you know animals are no longer. For show. I mean, yeah, and yeah. that's a shift in consciousness for humanity, and I think the people who trophy hunt and our poachers, are, you know, we're, we're going after them now, and we're, we're calling them out, and right. it's, um, it's something that needs to be ended because we've just, we just lost one of our main animals. Black, the black rhino no longer exists on the planet as of this year. Oh, wow. So we just, we have to... Um, we have to create more awareness yes. and, and not just get mad at a picture, but what can I do with that? You know, how can I help? Right. How can I make changes? What group can I sign up for to start making an impact, you know? Yes, yes. So I don't want to forget to ask this, but you, we talked about the theme of the show being Get the Funk Out, and you went through your own, you know, various funks. And could you want to share a little bit of that and then how you managed to get your way out? Yeah, I mean, I think everybody has funks. I love this. I love the name <laughs> of the you. show, by the way. I Thank think you. it's such a creative. Um, it's such a creative name because everybody has the ups and the downs. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think with Facebook, you look at other people's lives, and there's a lot of envy. And like, did they ever go through anything? And right. my life must suck compared to that. And, and the truth is, in, if you go into something you love, like this business, it's. It's 80% rejection, and you're really faced with yourself a lot and yes. never hearing back. And it's it's really hard business, but to stay in it, to keep going. Um, and even when things do happen, like when I my finally hit my big break after like 11 years of just doing every job you can possibly imagine that's legal. Right. And then I it's got a big legal. break and um, became the... Um, I had my own TV show on Animal Planet called Ms. Adventure, mm-hmm. where I traveled the world and compared animal and human behavior. And this was a flagship show for their network. And I was on Fox News, and I was on ABC, and I was, I mean, it was just, uh, my dreams had just come right. true. And then it, the next year, it didn't get picked up. It aired for a year, but didn't get picked up. Um, and my apartment uh, burned down right at Christmas. Uh. I came home to a fire, and... My landlord's wife perished in the fire, oh. and all this ha- happened within a month. Awful. And this oh is after God. a year of, like, I was in love, my dreams are coming true, everything. <laughs> and I lost everything, and my boyfriend broke up with me. I don't want to be with an unemployed actress now oh. that I was unemployed. <laughs> and so it just, when you lose everything, you gain everything in yes. such a short amount of time, mm-hmm. you know, you, you're really faced with yourself because we're also attached to the things around us as our identity. Right. I'm nothing if I don't have someone to love me. I'm nothing if I don't have a job in society. I'm not. Right. But the truth is we have to find our value from inside. You're right. Because we can't. What I had to learn is that I could cre- recreate everything that I created because I didn't die. Mm-hmm. You know? Right. You and lost, that's the yes. spirit. That's the, the, the thing that we have to keep alive and remember that your value and your worth yes. is not dependent on a relationship or a job. And what's or the, even where you live. No, you're right. 
What's interesting, though, is your love for animals. I mean, they are these innocent creatures. And, you know, they're just so happy to have, I'm sure, your attention and your care and your love. Well, that's what I learned when I went through all of this tragedy was that when when you're around animals, because I still had four more episodes to film after I lost everything, and... I'm around these animals that they are so in tune with nature and it's so instinctual that they they really don't need now of course the the ones that are that are tame and of course my dogs really saved my life because I would just look at them in the eyes and they, they didn't they didn't care about anything other than connecting. Yes. And and be you know, and, and seeing animals in the wild you just you realize that abundance is everywhere and they're living off of it. And we, as humans, have turned it into things and material possessions, and you need this to be happy, where animals are so in the moment, they know nothing other than what's in front of them. And if we can just learn, there's so much to learn from that. You're right. You're absolutely right. What advice would you give somebody that's going through a really tough time? You know, Because I always say that sometimes you go through this really tough period, and through that craziness, you you find uh, a new strength in yourself. I would say what had helped me when I went through the funk, when I and I still do. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, it just wasn't one period, right? It happens again and again. You're on a roller coaster of yeah. emotions, no matter what you do for yes. for a living. I would say the the thing that really helped me is two things. Number one is is service, is giving to others, is doing something that gets me out of my head. I mean, if I'm talking about is walking into an old people's home or a hospital to say, hey, I have some extra time, or for me, an animal shelter, yes. I have some extra time, is there, is there anything I can do? They'll always say yes. It gets you out of yourself, number one, and out of your story. Right. And then the second thing I do is I, when I go through that, I get obsessed with watching documentaries, and just like I did last night about Russell Brand and all the things that he went through. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden he's now, he had to go through all of that to get to where he is now to make a huge planetary shift. He wants to make a change in the world because he got everything he thought would give him happiness, didn't work. And those people are what you should be focusing on. Get, get someone that inspires you right. and read up about that person or something that, you know, any kind of book that, that gets you, that helps give you tools to move to, a different place because really the the enemy is inside of our heads. It's all that negative chatter that I we fully that agree. We, yes, that, right. Yes, I mean, that's the painfulness. <laughs> the pain right. is, is what we cause ourselves. I'm actually reading this book by Brenny Brown. I don't know if you've heard of her. Um, she's a researcher and storyteller, and she's written a whole bunch of books. But one in particular talks about feeling vulnerable and having courage and being authentic and facing shame and. And it helps you kind of dig inside yourself and take a look at your insecurities and what helps you, what holds you back in life. That's right. It's a self-examination. And I think any time that there's a tragedy or there's any kind of wake-up call, like you get sick or something happens in your life, you lose a job, or or you just feel depressed. Mm -hmm. It's a wake-up call. It's an opportunity for you to self-examine and to look at things inside of yourself. I mean, and that's where... Those changes, when you start changing the inside, the outside changes. Absolutely. You know, if you sit down and you start to focus on, you know, get a dream board and start even going through Pinterest. I hate, I, you know, the virtual thing is cool, but mm-hmm. I like having a big old board and ripping out pages of magazines about things that make me feel good and put it on there. Right. 
like really focus on what is that one tiny thing? Is it a song? Turn on a song and sing to it. Like yes. do whatever you can to just get out of that energy of negative of that self pity. Yes. And and like you said, read a book like from from her and yes. share that book with other people. And for me, I think I read a book called When Things Fall Apart, mm-hmm. which was really helpful for me. So, you know, you seek out things that you can read so you feel connected and you don't feel alone, but also you can kick yourself in the ass and say, there's, there is one thing I can do for someone else, and there's something I can do to nurture myself. And, and you do those things, and it's, it'll just move you ever so slightly into the direction that, that'll get you out of the funk. Yes. No, that's great advice. Now, uh, tell me, is, are there things, do you have a bucket list? I mean, I know you're doing it right now, but are there things you would still love to do? Absolutely. I think that the older, the older that I got in this field, in this career, and I think this happens with anybody. When you go through the stages of you're in your 20s, you want to conquer the world, you want to see places, you're in your 30s, and you're, you're looking at your life, did I succeed? Do I, am I where I want to be? Mm-hmm. Marriage, kids, you, know, you got this checklist which I never wanted, but then you get into, you know, your 40s, and and I will be entering soon, um, 50s, you know, you look at that and go, you know what, I have a bucket list, but it's more about a bigger mission. Like, yes. now that I have a platform, now that I have an animal show, oh, mm-hmm. you know, it used to be, I just want to be on TV, and now it's turned into, how can I use the platform of the show I have about animals to make a a, a planetary shift in how we view animals to inspire people to, I want to have a, a better show, a bigger show. I want to make right. people more aware. I want them to come with me on these journeys. I want to take them all over the world and, and have them interact with, with these animals and, and really have an, a change inside themselves. So it's, it's more about giving back yes. with the platform that I still want to get bigger. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. No, I think it's great. You want to find, more and more meaningful moments with animals and share that with the world. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, so it's, you know, now I, now I want, I love this show, but I, I, I would love to have a show where I'm, I'm traveling and I get, and selfishly, I love to travel because I think our mind expands and we learn more. And when I was going through my funk, I, I took whatever I had. I had like $3,000 left to my name and I went to Italy by myself. Good for you. <laughs> and it changed my life. Because it literally changed my perspective Mm -hmm. on everything. And so, you know, that's my bucket list is to continue to travel and to continue to inspire in bigger ways. By the way, did you know anybody in Italy or you just went? I knew nobody. I was, because I was so afraid, uh, I felt so alone when all of this happened, especially after the breakup. Mm -hmm. And I was almost, I I don't want to say I never would kill myself, but I was to the verge of the lowest I've ever been, right, and I knew that it would only get darker if I stayed, it, it, and there's such a simple phrase, nothing changes until something changes, Right. so I had to make a change, and I had to do something that scared me, mm-hmm. and I was so afraid to travel alone, because the whole, the whole thing that happened to me made me realize I'm way stronger than I think I am, and we all sure. are. Yes. And to go to a foreign country where I didn't know anybody was mm-hmm. made me realize that I really was at home wherever I go. Meaning, I was safe everywhere. It, it, right. it was people people welcomed me wherever I went. So I didn't need to feel so afraid of not having a place to live anymore or yes. not having that job because it 
It just, the, the universe will take care of you. Right. It's a safe place to be, but we surround ourselves with things that we think are the things that take care of us when it's inside of us. You're right. You're abs- That's great advice. Well, unfortunately, we have to wrap up, but give you yeah. out your website one more time. So I have, my website is my name, rachelreenstra.com, but um, the one that I'm just developed and started writing about is called Love Your Wildlife. Oh, com, And I, I like that one because that's where I'm really talking about things like what you're saying. And I'm, you know, I'm inspiring. I'm doing vlogs and blogs on Love Your Wildlife. And mm-hmm. it's not just about love your wildlife, meaning animals. It's meaning love your wildlife, you yeah. know? Yes, yes. So loveyourwildlife.com and rachelreenstra.com, but that's just, and also, I, I did a 2020 piece I think will really help people get the funk out. It's only a three-minute piece, but it, it's all about manifesting your own luck in your life. I see it. And you just look up my name in yeah. 2020, and it'll come right up. It's also, I think, on loveyourwildlife.com. I see it over on the right side. Yes, yeah. it is. It's on loveyourwildlife.com. That piece will really, really help. And then I have a book that I will send you for free. Oh, I'd love it. Um, an ebook called Get Lucky, which is about getting over those types of things. Okay. I'd love to read it. So it's an ebook. I will send it to you and anybody that, that signs up on Love Your Wildlife. It's free. And I just something I want to give back and how I got through the funk in my life. That's basically what it's about. Perfect. Rachel, I want to thank you so much for calling in. Absolutely. And uh, I'd love to meet you sometime. I'm local here in Orange County. I know you're, sometimes you're in L.A., right? I am in L.A. more than anywhere else. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I'm here about 20 days a month. So I would absolutely love, um, I would love to meet you as well. And I love your your show and the whole, I think this is the kind of thing that we need more of out in the world, you know? Yeah. People can feel like they're not alone. I agree. Thank you so much. I really enjoyed chatting with you. You're welcome. You too. Have a great day. Okay, you too. Bye-bye. Bye. That was Rachel Reenstra calling in to uh, chat about her life on this great show, The Wildlife Docs. If you missed any part of it, it will be up on my blog, which is getthefunkoutshow.kuci.org, and I will put up links to her websites. Up next, Sheldon Abbott with Cure for the Blues. And if you haven't called in, please call in. We would love your support to keep KUCI up and running 24-7. Again, we are a team of volunteers. And if you haven't checked out our complete schedule, it is on www.kuci.org. We're a blend of very eclectic music shows, public affairs shows, and we do this because we love bringing you quality programming, very unique programming. Again, the number 949-824-5824. Have a great Monday, everybody, and I'll be on the phones. And here's Sheldon.